Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. Welcome to another solo episode of the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, and I always host this show, but every once in a while, I pop in and do a solo episode just talking about my own personal experiences running a business in the pet industry. So if you've been following me for a while, you may have noticed that not only do I have a blog, but I have this podcast. I also have an online store. I also teach online courses about how to grow your Instagram account. So I'm doing lots of different things. And across all of those different platforms, I have to do a fair amount of selling. No matter what you do in the pet industry, if you're listening to this, you probably have a business. And that means that you're trying to sell something to someone. I hear from people all the time that they don't want to appear salesy. So they tiptoe around what they're offering. I've been in phone conversations with people where I want to hire them to help me do something in my business, and uh, I'm trying to talk to them about their service, and they'll tell me, well, I don't want to be salesy, or I don't want to be pushy, and meanwhile, I'm on the phone because I want to hire them. So it's not salesy, and it's not pushy, and in this episode, I'm going to let you in on a little secret mind shift that I made so that I never feel sleazy and salesy when I'm trying to get someone to do something that I want them to do. I've learned how to authentically and effortlessly sell sponsorships, items in my shop, signups in my online course, and influence purchases through affiliate sales on my blog and social media. So let's dive into the meat of this episode. Of course, at any point, if you have a question, feel free to just kind of jot it down. And you can always DM me on Instagram over at tmystic. I respond to every single DM that I get. So if you come across any questions, just reach out to me there. Um, So I want to just dive right in and tell you exactly what this mind shift is. Um, And it's it's very simple. You're going to be like, oh, that's it? (laughs) Um, But basically, in order to um, feel more authentic about sales, you just kind of need to take a step back and look at who you are as a person. I was in some kind of um, course or coaching program or something, or maybe I was even reading a book when I heard this little tidbit of information. And it was that uh, if you're trying to sell something to someone, if you're not a sleazy person, when you're trying to sell something, you're not going to come across as sleazy. If you're always authentically you and you really believe in what you're selling to people, then no one's going to think you're sleazy and no one's going to think you're salesy because you are an authentic person and you're really passionate about what it is that you do. So like, let me give you a few examples. Um, if you are maybe an influencer on Instagram or a blogger or something like that, and you're trying to generate some revenue through affiliate links, that's a great way to get some income on your social media and your blogs. And a lot of people, I think, 
promote those things in a way that is not really authentic and not really organic to the rest of their feed. And that is when it might come across as being a little salesy. But if you are only promoting products that you truly believe in, um, for example, I actually made a whole video about this dog bath product that I got. Um, It was like a handheld shower attachment called the Aqua Paw. And I made a whole video, I did a whole long blog post, I put so much work into this because this product actually made bath time for us go from like 45 to 50 minutes down to like 10 minutes. I loved this thing. So when I did a whole big blog post, I had so much to talk about, about how much I loved it. And throughout that whole post and throughout my social media, I put all sorts of links to the affiliate link, um, the corresponding affiliate link on Amazon. And that way, um, I could hopefully get a little bit of commission and revenue when people actually clicked through and bought it. But I never felt sleazy and I never felt salesy in the whole process because this was a product that I really believed in and that I really thought would make other dog owners' lives better. So it just was effortless. So try to think about something that you use all the time that you could share with people. And um, you know, if you truly believe that it's going to benefit their lives, how you can strategically share links to that so it might make you a little extra income. Now, if you're not an influencer or um, if you don't have a blog or anything like that, um, maybe you have another kind of business like my online shop. (laughs) Uh, In the Wagger Pete online shop, I sell all sorts of really cool handmade items that are all dog mom made in the USA, uh, apparel and accessories and dog collars and all sorts of fun stuff um, for dog moms to gear up and, and do a little bit of twinning is winning looks with their dogs. Now, when I'm promoting those things, I obviously really care about them, but you can get a little bit of inferiority complex, and I think it happens to everybody. So sometimes, um, you know, I think I, I hear from other people as well, and I totally have felt this myself, that you can feel a little bit um, insecure and uncomfortable about the price of your goods. Now, in a retail store, the price is what it is. There's really no negotiating for someone to do. And the way that I've calculated my prices is really fair. I don't have a crazy markup. I've taken what they cost me to produce or cost me to order them. And then I've incorporated a usually 50% markup, which is standard in retail. So, They are what they are. I am not taking advantage of anyone in any which way. It's very honest and very straightforward. Um, But I hear from people all the time or I see other dog moms who maybe have started a little t-shirt business on the side and they're not charging enough for their shirts to really make a profit so that they can really impact their lives or um, if it's a charity-driven shirt campaign to really impact that charity. So, you know, don't be insecure about your pricing (laughs) Um, and don't be insecure about selling something to someone at a very fair 
price. So while you're calculating how much you're going to charge people for things, make sure that you're thinking about how much time you're going to put into it, if there were any materials associated, what they cost, and figure out what a fair price is going to be so that you can actually make a profit. That's a really key component to a business is that you have to make a profit so that you can keep doing what you're doing. And through this podcast and through all my social media, I've been so lucky to meet so many people who support animal rescue and other animal charities through their businesses. And if that's something that appeals to you, I think you definitely need to make sure that you are making a profit so that you can give as much money and as much support as possible to those different nonprofit efforts. So that's kind of like how to tie this in to um, the pet industry and and the dog mom bossing world that we're all a part of because we all have such a big heart. And the more that you sell in your business, the more that you can spread that dog joy around, whether you're selling a beautiful cake for someone to celebrate their dog's birthday or a t-shirt that has profits go back to a charity, or maybe you're selling design services and you want to help pet brands have better packaging or better websites or something like that that, so that they can do a better job down the line. Um, It's really important that you're selling things in a way that you're actually making money. Otherwise, you're not going to be doing this for very long. (laughs) The next little tidbit that I have noted for myself here, I always have a hard time, by the way, when I do these (laughs) self-interviews because I've written down questions as if I'm interviewing someone, but I'm just talking to myself in my office. (laughs) So bear with me, you guys. Um, But the next bullet point that I have here for myself, um, I said, my dog is an influencer. So what am I even selling? Um, That's a question that I get from people a lot. And I also don't get that question from people a lot because I think they don't even know to ask it. Um, There are so many dog influencer accounts on Instagram. It is mind-boggling. Every day I could probably follow a thousand or 10,000 accounts and never reach the end of it. There are so many dogs and they're building up amazing audiences. So if you have a dog influencer account, maybe you've gotten some free stuff through that account. Um, Maybe you've even gotten paid to do some posts. So um, something that you could be selling is a sponsorship on your Instagram account. So perhaps you've only ever been reached out to from other brands, or maybe you've DM'd a brand and they've offered to send you something for free. Um, Something really important to consider is, do you have some kind of a little media kit or a rates list of how much you're going to charge for a sponsored Instagram post? Um, Is that going to include one Instagram story or five Instagram stories? Uh, Are you going to put the link in your bio? These are all different kinds of things that you can incorporate into your little sales package when you're selling sponsored content on your Instagram account. And honestly, there's no account too small or no account too large who can be doing sponsored content on their account. And um, brands you know, don't underestimate how much brands appreciate having that kind of original content um, because usually influencers will grant them permission to share those kinds of images on the brand's social media feed. So just to kind of give you a little bit of perspective if you're not familiar with it, 
photo shoots cost a whole hell of a lot of money. <laughs> so I don't talk about it often, but I'm also a actress and model on the side. That's sort of like my side hustle. And I work on a lot of commercials and photo shoots for nationwide brands, for um, even uh, international brands. I've done a lot of different commercials and photo shoots, and I can see firsthand exactly how much those things cost. If someone's hiring a crew for a video shoot, and they need all the equipment, plus the staff, plus the space, and then the editing. They have to pay the talent. They might need to buy props. You guys, we're talking thousands of dollars, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars. Those photo shoots are very, very expensive for brands to produce. And that is why influencer-created content and user-generated content is so appealing. If they can pay you just $100 or $500 or even $1,000 for some original content that you're sharing on your Instagram account, they are probably saving 90% of their budget that they would usually use on a photo shoot. So just keep that in mind when you're doing a little bit of influencer selling and trying to sell sponsored posts on your account because what you're offering to people is very valuable. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk and share it to your Instagram stories tagging me at tmystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode. If you really want to know how much work you're putting into it, I suggest using some kind of a timer. I've been using the Timely app. It's timelyapp.com lately to see how much time I put into every different project in my business. And this week I was working on a sponsored blog post and it probably took me about two hours to take photos because I like to really take my time with Bert and Lucy and let them get comfortable around the products and everything. Then it took me, you know, another hour to research everything. It took me another hour to Photoshop and create the graphics. It took me another hour to write everything. Then I have to do the social shares. All in all, it was like eight to 10 hours that I spent doing this post. And so I try to charge a rate that is fair with that. Um, that takes into account my time and also the reach that my post will get and the evergreen value of that content and also the value for the brand because they can repost those images on their own account. So keep in mind that what you're doing is very valuable. It's a lot of work. Even if you're not an influencer, maybe you own some other kind of business in the pet industry or you design your own products. You're an inventor like some of the other guests I've had on my show. Whatever you're doing, it's very valuable and hopefully it's making an impact in people's and pets' lives. So you need to be compensated correctly for that. So I hope that all the, all the, everything that I'm telling you and all of my experiences are helping you make some kind of a little mind shift um, so that you can recognize how valuable it is, everything that you do, um, and how valuable your work is and what an impact you are making. Um, I think once you start to let all of those things sink into your brain, it's 
effortless when you approach sponsors or customers. You don't feel like you're being salesy at all. You might want to go back and listen to, I think it was episode 53, I believe, with Adina Silberstein. She's from Queenie's Pets, and um, she has an amazing brick-and-mortar space in Philadelphia. She offers pet sitting and pet walking and all sorts of different things, but they recently uh, created a brick-and-mortar space where they have a little retail store. But on top of that, she does a ton of education and just community outreach, and I I loved her approach to her space. It's just an open door space. She even said that they have coffee and Wi-Fi there so people can come and sit with their dogs and get some work done because in the winters up here in Pennsylvania, um, it's sometimes hard to go places with your dog that aren't freezing cold. So she just has this open door policy and she welcomes anyone in the pet community in her neighborhood to stop in, ask questions, hang out, whatever. And so when she's in there talking to people and, you know, one of one of the products that really stuck out in my mind because I recently re-listened to that episode because it was so good, um, she's talking about a toy that they carry called Hear Dog and it's H-E-A-R and it's a silent squeaker. Just let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> Can you imagine your dog playing with a silent squeaker and how different your life would be? <laughs> it would be a lot quieter, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so when people are in her space, I don't even want to call it a store because it's like so much more than that. When people are in her space and, um, you know, she can see what kind of toys their dogs like and maybe they say, oh my God, those squeaker toys drive me crazy. She can present this here dog toy to them and it is completely effortless. There's no selling involved because what she's offering is a solution to a problem and she's very upfront about it and very authentic and believes in all the products that she carries and what she is telling people about. So I hope that, Adina, if you're listening to this, that you don't mind. I used you as an example. Um, but it's just so good. Um, you know, in my space, I do a lot of selling of, um, like, creativity. I, I sell my ideas a lot with my online course. Um, and even with my sponsored content, a lot of that is just buying into my creative ideas. So I don't have necessarily quite as much experience with selling physical products, but I'm hoping to get there as my online store continues to grow. So um, the third point that I have here, and this is the last one, and then I'll do a little wrap up for us. Um, the question that I wrote to ask myself is, <laughs> how can I incorporate products, affiliate links, and sponsored content into my social media without feeling sleazy? So I think that a lot of people don't always make the most of their affiliate links and their products and sponsored content on their social media, you can be sharing those things over and over and over again. And you should. I actually use a tool called Meet Edgar. It's a social media sharing tool where I can write a bunch of different versions of a social media post and then I can schedule them to go out and they'll recycle and keep going out. So if I write five different versions of a social update that has to do with a sponsored blog post that I wrote, that sponsored blog post will be reshared on my social media 
every month or every other month or so, depending on how much content I have in my library. And that gives the brands that I work with continued value, but it's also continuing continuing to link people back to my content so that hopefully they can click on those affiliate links or, um, you know, tracking links that the brands are tracking how much traffic I'm driving to their website. And that's a really easy way um, to sort of keep the conversation going and keep all of that content feeling organic within my feed. I feel like if you only talk about something once, people feel like it's an ad. But if you are talking about it continuously over a month or a couple of months and you do several different updates about it, it starts to become part of your brand, part of who you are, part of your social media presence, and people will see you as a much more trusted authority on that topic or that product. So, um, you know, I think that's like a little bit of an aha moment that you can share things over and over again especially with affiliate links. Amazon is one of the largest and easiest to get accepted to sites for affiliate links. And you can go in there. I actually have an influencer storefront, which is a tool Amazon offers to you, where you can curate a little store, like a little online storefront of your favorite products. So I have different categories like new dog essentials, stylish dog mom, must-haves, DIY supplies, and I've put all my favorite products in there. And so that way I can just share a link to my storefront all the time. If someone says, hey, Tori, what is um, your favorite joint supplement for your dog? Someone recently asked me that. And I was like, oh, uh, uh, let me let me find the link. I'll send it to you. Like, oh, I don't know. And I didn't have a link really ready. And then I forgot to do it. Um, and I was like, oh, someone actually wants to buy something that I believe in. I should give her an affiliate link. So maybe I'll make like 25 cents off of this. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but the commissions on Amazon are not real high. <laughs> You're going to have to move a lot of stuff. Um, but anyhow, I remembered, oh my gosh, I can put that joint supplement in my influencer storefront and then I could just share this one simple link with this Instagram follower who was asking me about it. And that way I don't have to go look everything up individually and keep track of 8 million different things. I have it all saved into like one really easy to navigate list. Um, If you are an Instagram influencer or an online shopper, even if you run a nonprofit, um, you can actually set up some kind of an Amazon list and you could link to that at the link in bio in your Instagram profile. You can also just share it as an update on Facebook or Twitter or anything else. Um, Another creative idea is you could create a pin, um, a really beautiful Pinterest pin, pin it on Pinterest and link it up to your Amazon shopping list or storefront or wish list. Um, and that way you can, if you're if you're a nonprofit and maybe you're at Animal Rescue and you have a wish list, people can easily buy the things that you need. And if you're an influencer, people can easily buy the things that you recommend. And if you're lucky enough to actually have your products listed on Amazon, then you can link directly to your own Amazon storefront. So, um, you know, I didn't mean to go down this deep Amazon rabbit hole, but Amazon is just kind of so overarching. They have everything. (laughs) It's kind of scary, right? Um, But anyhow, I hope that you guys were inspired by this episode and that I wasn't rambling too much. Um, Just to kind of review here, 
you're not ever going to be salesy or sleazy in your sales process if you're not a sleazy person. And I'm sure that you're not. If you are a dog mom boss like I am, I'm sure that you are a very compassionate, open-minded, wonderful person. uh, And that whatever it is that you're selling is actually benefiting people and their pets. So what you're doing is very important. It's very worthwhile and it is very valuable. So keep that in mind as you are trying to sell whatever it is that you're selling, that what you're selling people is actually going to make a difference. It's actually helping. And that way you will never feel salesy and you will never feel sleazy. So if you would like to learn more about everything that I've talked about today, you can always go to wearwagrepeat.com. Remember that's W-E-A-R at the beginning. You can check out my shop. It's just shop dot wherewagrepeat.com and follow me on Instagram at tmystic. If you have any questions at all about this or if I kind of like lit a light bulb on top of your head as I was talking, I would love to hear about it. So please reach out to me and until then, um, I will see you guys around the internet. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wherewagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.